Amen. What is this series all about if you're new with us today? Here's what the series is all about. I'm sharing four of the biggest defining moments of my life. And these defining moments literally changed the course of my life. I was headed in one direction, had a defining moment, and began to go in another direction. I am who I am today and where I am today because of those four defining moments. And here's my prayer. It's throughout this series, my prayer and my hope is that you would experience a defining moment. Actually, I pray that before I I walked today on stage to teach. I pray, Lord, give people a defining moment. And as I share my defining moments with you, my hope and prayer is that you would have a defining moment that would change the course of your life, of your marriage, of your dating relationship, of your finances, your career, your friendships, your parenting, your education, and most importantly, your relationship with God. That you could look back and say, this was a defining moment that changed the course of my life. And today I want to talk to you from this thought. As I share my story, I want to talk to you about faith to leave. Faith to leave. And we're going to look at a biblical uh, character here in the Bible of a person who had to have faith to leave. At People's Church, we believe that the Bible is the Word of God. It is inspired by God. It's the infallible Word of God. So let's look to God's Word today in Genesis chapter 12, beginning in verse number 1. It says, the Lord had said to Abram, leave. Come on, all of our locations, everybody say the word, leave. Leave. That's very critical for our teaching today. Leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram left. That word's critical. That word's critical. Left. Come on. At all of our locations, everybody say left. Notice that. So God said leave. Verse 4 says, so Abram left as the Lord had told him. And Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. Abram left and experienced a defining moment. If you're not familiar with the story here, you're you're new to Bible study, Abram and his wife Sarah, Abraham and Sarah, they had a promised child. God promised them this child, that through this child, that all nations on earth was going to be blessed through through them. And, And they were promised this child and had this child when Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah was 90 years old. And they had no children prior because Sarah's womb, the scripture says, was barren. So she's an old lady. He's an old man. And they finally have a baby when she's 90 and he's 100. And let me remind you, back in those days, they did not have in vitro. There was no medication. There was no surgeries. Come on, only God could do this. It was a defining moment. Only God could do. And the catalyst to them experiencing this defining moment was they had to leave where they were. The only way that they experienced this defining moment is Abraham and Sarah had to leave where they were. And oftentimes when God wants to do something amazing, when God wants to do something incredible, when God wants to do something audacious in and through our lives, God will ask us to leave 
where we are. Matter of fact, I think about my life, and the biggest defining, most pivotal, life-changing moments of my life required me to leave where I was. I think about when I gave my life to Christ. I shared that story last week about, about my defining moment, my defining salvation moment in a football locker room, and we woke Oklahoma, and, and after that experience of giving my life to Christ, God began to speak to me through his word, through the Holy Spirit, about leaving my friends. And I believe in what the scripture says, that we're supposed to be salt, we're supposed to be the light of the world, but yet I knew that I was not strong enough and my faith to influence my friends. If I kept hanging out with them, I was going to go down the wrong road. I, I, didn't, I didn't have the strength in the Lord yet to, to be able to influence them. They were going to influence me. If I kept hanging around with those girls that I was hanging around with, it was going to just get, get me in trouble because I knew I was not strong enough. And so the Lord just began to deal with me. Herbert, you got to leave. And you know, as a 17-year-old, that's difficult in high school. When it's a life's a lot about your friends and trying to be cool and trying to be friend, uh, to, 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 to trying to fit in, trying to, try, try, to, try to be popular. And so leaving your friends, and yet I knew this was what God was calling me to do and to spend Friday nights oftentimes by myself and, and Saturdays oftentimes all day and Saturday night by myself with my Bible. And, and I had to leave, and I think about how pivotal that was. I think about where my life would be if I would have gave my life to Jesus Christ and just kept hanging out with the same old people doing the same old stuff. But it was a defining moment to change my environment. It was a defining. I think about my freshman year of college. And I was at Arkansas Tech University on a football scholarship. And at the time, I was majoring in communications. I had a desire to be a broadcaster. I really desired to be on ESPN and with the late, great Stuart Scott. And we were going to announce the news together for sports. I've always enjoyed sports. That was my dream. And I had people tell me, you have a great voice. You got a radio voice. Man, I wish I had a voice like that. You're going to be on television. So, hey, that's right. I got a voice. <laughs> Stuart Scott, you better watch out. I'm taking over ESPN. You know, I mean, I just, I had a dream and majoring in communications. And, and God began to deal with my heart my freshman year and said, Herbert, I'm calling you in the full-time ministry. And it really, really, I just had not a whole lot of concept of what that would look like. Because in Little Ewoka growing up, oftentimes, most of the churches, there would be a, a, a pastor that would drive in from Oklahoma City or an, an, another part of, of Oklahoma, Shawnee, and drive in. And they would pastor a church, but they would work a full-time job. So they would drive in, preach on Sundays, and, and they would be gone working through, throughout the week. So my concept of, of what it meant to be a pastor and a church leader would be, you know, I'll, I'll preach on the side, and then, then I'll, I'll go out and work. And so that was, my, that was my concept. And God said, Herbert, I'm calling you into full-time vocational ministry. And I began to pray and fast my second semester of my freshman year. Like we're in the season of fasting right now, 14 days. It was one of those seasons for me. I was fasting and I was praying and I really sensed the Lord telling me, Herbert, I want you to leave. And I want you to get your education in, in the Bible and the Word of God. And I took a step of faith and I left my full football scholarship to pursue God. You know what that moment was for me? It was a moment of surrender. 
The first was about my environment. The second moment was about surrender to say, God, I will surrender my will to your will. I have a plan for my life. I really want to be on ESPN. I want to really be a sports broadcaster, but I will surrender my will to your will. And I surrendered and I left my full-time football scholarship. And it was a defining moment in my life. And ended up getting a Bible degree and a minor in psychology. Defining moment. It was April of 2001. I was driving back home from Tulsa, Oklahoma to Springfield, Missouri, where my wife and I were living at the time. We had just bought our first house, a small home, and loved our little home. And, and man, Tiffany just graduated from college, got a teaching, a teaching degree, landing a, landed a teaching job at the school she wanted. And we had a plan to pay off our, 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 our little home in a couple of years. And the ministry was going well. I was traveling and I was preaching across the nation and around the world. And the schedule was booked full. I mean, this is what every evangelist would, would, would just desire is to have a calendar and booked and traveling and God blessing and the ministries being fruitful and I was driving home from Tulsa back to Springfield in my car in April of 2001 and God spoke to my heart now I've used that terminology the last couple of weeks several times but I want you to know I don't have very many of these moments I'm sharing the, the three or four I've had and God spoke to my heart and said Herbert I'm calling you and Tiffany to start a church and I'm thinking God it's going good wife just got a degree Got a job, we're going to pay the house off, ministry's flourishing, doing well, it's being fruitful, and lives are being changed, and I'm hearing God stirring my heart, Herbert, I'm calling you and Tiffany to start a church. You know, at that moment, you're like, I rebuke you, Satan. You know what I'm saying? I get behind me. Get thee behind me. We're doing good. And we end up surrendering, and we ended up in putting our home on the market and sold our home, and we moved from Springfield, Missouri to Oklahoma City. And we ended up starting a church called People's Church over 13 years ago. It was a defining moment that changed the course of our life. And every time I had one of those moments, it required me to leave. When God wants to do something greater in your life, when God wants to do something supernatural in your life, when God wants to give you a defining moment in your life, oftentimes it will require you to leave where you are. Here's what I want to do today. I want to give you three roadblocks that keep us from leaving. I believe God is speaking this one word to hearts today. This one word, leave. Leave. I've got more for you. Leave. It's a defining moment. Leave. And there are roadblocks that will keep us from leaving and keep us right where we are. Number one is this. Change can be difficult. People don't leave because change can be difficult. Look back with me in the story in Genesis chapter 12 and verse number 1. It says, the Lord has said to Abram, leave your country. Notice how personal it is. Not the country. Leave your country. Leave your people and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. Abram was confronted with the question we're all confronted with. Do I keep going my way or do I leave and go God's way? And God said to Abram, leave your plans, leave, leave your life, leave your ways and go my way. Go with my plans. And friends, that's not easy for any of us because our way is comfortable. I mean, we just get comfortable with our life and our way, even if it's dysfunctional. At least I'm comfortable. 
You know, Abram is here and he's comfortable. Same country, same people, same home. It's comfortable, and God's way is uncomfortable. God's way is about a new country and new people and, and a new home. And God said, leave where you are. But big life change, big life changes are just difficult. It's just difficult when we make those big changes in life. You know, it's easy for some of us to, you know, to switch cell phones. You know, I'm just going to upgrade my, my iPhone and get another iPhone or my BlackBerry. I'm just going to upgrade. That's easy for some people. Now, for some of you, it's a near-life-death near experience. You're like, oh, you know. You know. But, but for a lot of us, that's not that big of a deal. But now, moving out of state, a big change. I mean, big changes, they, they, they mess with most people, and, and most people resist big changes. They fight against big changes because, listen, understand this. You're going to miss a defining moment because when God wants to give you a defining moment, it will require you to change. It will require you to leave where you are. Let me say this to you. Leaving is not necessarily geographical. For most of you, it's not geographical. God's not telling you to uproot and to move to Indonesia. That, that's, not, that's not what he's saying to most of you. You see, for most people, it's just leaving right exactly where you are in life. And some of you, it's leaving where you are spiritually for you to have a defining moment. Let me say this to you. 2016 will be the best year of your life. If it's the best year of your life spiritually. I'm going to say that again. 2016 will be the best year of your life. If it's the best year of your life spiritually. It really will be. It really will be. Some of you are like, I want to have a great 2016. I can tell you how. It better be the best year of your, year of your life spiritually. If you want it to be the best year of your life. That's why Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. And all these other things you're chasing after, and you're making them a priority, and I got to have this, and I got to have that. Jesus said, no, 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 no. If you'll just seek first, if you'll get things right spiritually, if you'll put me first spiritually, if you'll make 2016 the best year of your life spiritually, all these things you're chasing after, they'll be added to your life. Listen, the best thing I can tell you, you want to have a great 2016? Have a great 2016 spiritually. Start praying every day. Pray. Build your relationship with God. Read your Bible. Every day, would you get a Bible reading plan? Get a Bible reading plan. Get online, and there are Google Bible reading plans. Or get a version app on your phone and, and follow the Bible reading plan. There are Bible reading. Get a Bible reading plan and read your Bible every day. Fast. During this time of fasting and prayer, fast. Somebody like, Pastor, I'm not fasting. And that's your problem. You won't leave where you are. You're so stuck where you are. And you have to leave where you can. I want to encourage fast. My, 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 my wife and I have been fasting the last week. We're fasting the next seven days. Even my children are fasting. All four of them. We're fasting. Because if we're going to have the best 2016, and I know we will, it's going to be because we have the best 2016 spiritually. You have to leave where you are. Can I challenge you with something? Here's what I'm asking. Would every single person in this church commit to coming to one prayer meeting next week? Well, I'm just asking for one. Would you leave where you are? You say, Pastor, I'm, that's uncomfortable. I got to be at work at 8. First prayer meeting starts at 6 in the morning. That means I got to get up at 4.30. No. No, I'm, I need my sleep. And I'm just saying, would you leave where you are? 
Because here's, you say, Pastor, why are you challenging us? Because here's what I know. Listen, as a pastor, what I do is I lay out steps that I know that will give people breakthroughs, that will help people grow spiritually, that will change people's lives, that will give people a defining moment. So I know when I start talking to you about prayer and Bible reading and start talking to you about getting the first step and, and start talking to you about church attendance and serving in a ministry and getting up for prayer and fasting, I know that these areas, community groups and, and getting plugged in with other believers, when I know this is the track the Bible is laid out and if you will do it it'll change your life and people resist no I think I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing and I'm telling you leave where you are get to one of those six o'clock prayer meetings get to one of those 12 o'clock prayer meetings and just watch what God does you know from time to time I'll be in the hallway and I'll be loving on people shaking hands and somebody will say to me man I'm sure glad I came to church today Boy, I'm glad I came. I'm glad I came. Boy, I needed that. And I started thinking, this wasn't on your calendar? <laughs> like, you're not planning to be here? Like, church is optional? So you just wake up on Sunday? Yep, I guess I'm going to go to church today. Like, I'm just telling you. You say, preachers, you're just saying that because we pay you to be here. I'm just telling you, long before I was a pastor full-time at a church, meant church was a part of my life because I understood what the psalmist said. Be planted in the house of the Lord so that you can flourish in the courts of your God. And if you want to flourish in life, I'm telling you, you have to build your life around the God's house. Get your children. I'm just telling you, it is the Bible way. It'll change your life if you want to have the best 2016 of your life ever. You have to have the best 2016 spiritually. It will change your life. Leave where you are. For some of you, it's leaving the past. Some of you are stuck in the past. Every time you talk, you can't go three minutes without talking about the past. You just can't because you're stuck there. You're just like, well, let me tell you what they did. Let me tell you what I went through. Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you why I'm there. It was unfair. You don't know what they did. And, and, and you're just, and you got to leave you got to leave where you are to get to where God wants you to be. Some of you have to leave some toxic relationships. Now, let me clarify this because somebody just said, ooh, i got a word from God. I'm getting divorced next week. I've been waiting for that. I needed, a, I needed that word, leave. No, I'm not talking about you. No, you made a covenant. You need to, start, you need to read your Bible more. You're not in your Bible. You made a covenant before God. Amen. Better work that thing out. Amen. Relationship series is starting February the 7th. I'll be teaching. Get to the conference. <laughs> but some of you are in some toxic friendships. And every time you try to climb out, I'm going to do better. I'm going to serve God. I'm going higher with God. I'm, I'm going to get the promotion. I'm, I'm going to go for, further with God. Every time, people pull you right back down. You got some toxic relationships. Some of you are in a toxic dating relationship. That person's not getting you closer to Jesus. Y'all spend 90% of y'all time playing rubby, rubby, touchy, touchy. Talking about, you're not getting no closer to God toxic it's toxic and you got to leave where you are some of you it's sin you have a besetting sin you have a habit I mean we all can deal with the sins that just hold us back and some of you just have some generational sins sins that you just been dealing with for years that's why fasting and prayer is so big Get that thing broke off your life in Jesus' name. And you got to leave sin behind and move forward to what God has for your life. Some of you, listen, I'm going to say a cuss word in church. Here it comes. Get ready. Budget. <laughs> yeah, I know it. I'm telling you, you better leave where you are. 
Quit trying to figure out where your money went and start telling it where to go. Yeah, you got to start tithing. Put God first. Figure out where your money's going. Get on a budget. Tell your dollars where to go. Leave where you are. Some of you, it's, it's exercise. You got to leave where you are. And to get to where God wants you to go, just start going on a walk. Start jogging a little bit. Some of you, it's bitterness. You are just stuck in bitterness and unforgiveness. You're just mad at everybody. You won't forgive. And it's in your marriage. It's in your friendships. It's at work. And you're harboring bitterness and unforgiveness. And God said, I want to give you a defining moment, but you got to leave where you are. Some of you, it's a bad attitude. Bad attitude. We see you coming a block away. Oh, Lord, here they come. We didn't hear you come. Come on, you know what I mean? Here they go. They're going to have anything good to say. It doesn't matter what the day is. They're going to have nothing good to say. Tuesday, Monday, Friday, it doesn't matter. I'm just telling you, the sun's shining today. I don't know why it's shining today. It's cloudy. I don't know why it's cloudy. I mean, just, just, just you, listen, you got to leave that bad attitude. Leave where you are to get to where God wants you to be. Before I get to point number two, the second roadblock, every once in a while, I like a little audience participation. So just turn to your neighbor and just let them know, I don't need this message today, but I'm glad you're here. You need this. You better leave. You better, you better leave. I, I don't need it, but you better leave where you are. You're stuck. Change can be difficult. Number two is this. Number two is it's a second roadblock. We want to know all the details. You want to know why people don't leave? Because we want to know all the details. Notice in Genesis chapter 12 and verse number 1, the Lord had said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. Abram left, and he didn't know where he was going. He didn't have all the details. He had to just leave by faith. Hebrews chapter 11 gives us a little bit more insight to Abram and what he was dealing with. In verse number 8 in Hebrews chapter 11, it says, By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. It would have been like God telling Tiffany and I in 2001, I want you to leave and go start a church. Where are we going to start it at? Just leave. That's what happened to Abraham. I just want you to leave where you are, and I will show you. You see, most people say to God, you show me, and I'll go. But God says, you go, and I'll show you. You go. You go, and then I'll show you. You see, we like to have all the answers before we leave. We, we want to step out with all the details. We want to step out with, with a solid game plan. And, and here, your pastor, there's nothing wrong with the game plan. The Bible talks about having a game plan. It's biblical. The Bible talks about having plans and planning. And I have a plan. My, my wife and I have a plan for our marriage. We have a plan for our children. We have, we have a plan for our finances. We have a plan for our relationship with God. We have a plan for, our, for people's church. We have a plan for our future. We have a plan for our retirement. We, we are plan. The Bible talks about plans. Plans are biblical. But there are some times that God wants to give you a defining moment. And all that he gives you is one word from him. And you have to be willing to step out in faith with nothing but one word from God. Hear me today, people's church. Defining moments are, are not experienced by people who have all the answers. Defining moments are experienced by people who listen to the Holy Spirit and go. Yeah, amen. 
I'm going to say that again. Defining moments are not experienced by people who have all the answers. Defining moments are experienced by people who listen to the Holy Spirit and go. You have to leave where you are. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 7, For we live by faith and not by sight. Sight says seeing is believing. Faith in God says believing is seeing. And friends, God will rarely give you all the details, but he will always give you the next step. And he says, Abram, leave where you are. And I'm going to take you to a place that I'm going to show you. Well, God, now, now where's the place? Kind of give me the direction, east, west, north, south. Now, when am I going to have this promised child? What city is it going to be born in? <laughs> give me some details. I mean, at least tell me what year the child's going to be born in before I leave. Uh-uh, he didn't have any of that. He had one word from God, and he left where he was. And we have people in our church that spiritually, uh, that are everywhere on, on the spiritual map. Some of you have not crossed the line of faith. Some of you are, are new believers, just gave your heart to Christ. Some of you have been serving God for two or three, four years. Some of you are mature in the faith, been serving God 20, 30, 40 years. So we have people everywhere. So let me just bring clarity because some of you right now in this season of life, you have a difficult time hearing from God. And I want you to hear your pastor because you're hearing this message. Yeah, go, leave, step out in faith. Don't know where I'm going. Listen, I'm not telling you tomorrow to go resign from your job. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't know where I'm going, but the pastor, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord's going to feed us. Now, I didn't tell you to do that. Amen. You're not hearing from God yet. You need to mature a little bit more before you just do that. But what I am telling you is to have a defining moment. They are not experienced by people who have all the answers. They're experienced by people who listen to the Holy Spirit and go. Number three is this, the third roadblock that keeps people from leaving and experiencing a defining moment. Number three is this, we focus on what we are leaving instead of what we are gaining. You want to know why people don't leave and have a defining moment? Because they focus on what they are leaving instead of what they are gaining. And friends, the way God encourages us to leave is by giving us a promise. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 4, God gave Abram one promise, excuse me, one command and seven promises. One command and seven promises because God always encourages us to leave where we are by giving us a promise. Let me show this to you. It's so powerful. In Genesis chapter 12 and, and verse number one, listen to this. One command, seven promises. The Lord said to Abram, leave. That's the command. Leave your country, your people, and your father's house. Leave where you are and go to the land I will show you. One command. Now look at the seven promises he gives him to encourage him to leave. Verse two, I will make you into a great nation. Promise one. And I will bless you. Promise two, but you got to leave. I will make your name great, promise three. You're going to be famous. People are going to be preaching about you in 2016, but you got to leave. And you will be a blessing, promise four, but you got to leave. I will bless those who bless you, promise five, but you have to leave. Whoever curses you, I will curse, promise six, but you have to leave. Promise seven, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. One command, seven promises and verse 4 says this so Abram left 
as the Lord had told him. And all throughout the Bible, when God tells people to leave, it's because he has the promise of blessing on his mind. Moses, Moses, you've been on the backside of the desert 40 years taking care of your father-in-law Jethro's sheep. I want you to leave and go back to Egypt. Leave where you are. No, God, I'm comfortable. I've been here 40 years. i got a family. i got kids. Uh, you know, I'm going to have grandkids here. No, no. Leave where you are because, listen, I've got deliverance of an entire nation on my mind. Blessing. Jesus, my son, leave heaven and go to earth. Leave glory. Leave perfection. Leave spirit splendor and go down to a chaotic sinful earth but I got promise of blessing on my mind I've got the salvation of humanity on my mind leave disciples leave your nets leave your boats leave your tax collecting businesses because I've got blessings on my mind and Peter asked Jesus this question in Matthew 19 in verse 27, listen to this about leaving, 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 leaving. Peter answered him, one of the disciples. He says, we have left everything to follow you. Left, left. It's always about leaving. We've left everything. We've left our boats, our nets, our businesses, families. We, we left it all to follow you, Jesus. And he says this, what then will there be for us? Jesus said to him, said to them, his disciples, truly I tell you at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you, will you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. He says, listen, when you get to heaven, you're going to reign and rule. There are levels in heaven, and you're going to reign and rule. You're going to have authority in heaven because you left everything. And he says, not only that, verse 29, and everyone who has a left. It's always about leaving. If you want to have a defining moment, it's always about leaving. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake, not, not for your sake, not for what you can get out of it, not so you can be benefited, not for ulterior or selfish motives, but when you leave everything for my sake, he says, you will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. God says, leave where you are because there is a hundred times blessing on the other side. Hear me, people, church. I can testify to you today that scripture's true. That scripture's true. I've experienced it. When I left my friends in Wewoka and decided to leave that environment that was toxic to my faith, that would have kept me stagnant, that would have kept me in sin. When I left, can I tell you, I was 17. I look back now and I'm age 40 and I look back, wow, 100 times as much. If I would have just focused on what I was leaving instead of what I was gaining, all I knew at the time was God was telling me to leave and he had more for my life. He wanted to bless me. I didn't even know what it was going to look like, but I left. hundred times as much. When God spoke to 
me and told me to leave my football scholarship and to pursue him. And, and I left and had no clue how it was going to all work out. I had no clue I was going to go to another university for one semester. And then God was going to provide another football scholarship for me to be able to pay for my school. And not only pay for my school, but I met my wife, Tiffany, there. We've had four, we got four kids, 18 years of marriage. One decision that was a defining moment to leave. I look at my wife and I go pitter-patter, let me add it, 100 times as much. 100 times. Plus, son. God told me to leave my wife and I full-time evangelist ministry. God was blessing and it was fruitful. Lives were being changed and financial stability and God was blessing and my wife had a degree and leave, leave and move to another state. And I look now after pastoring People's Church for over 13 years. I didn't see all of this when we left. I knew there was blessing and promise of God on the other side, but I didn't see three locations in Oklahoma City Metro area. I didn't see starting a location in Indianapolis that just had a record attendance in December of 358 people in attendance and people been saved ever since. I didn't see that. I didn't see it. I had no idea I was going to become an author and write a book, and now I'm writing my, my second book. I, I had no idea. Can I tell you, I look back at leaving. I'm so glad I wasn't focused on what I was leaving, but instead was focused on what I was gaining if I followed the Lord. It's been a hundred times as much. God is, listen to me, gang. God has more for you. He has a defining moment for your life. He wants to use you in a greater way. He wants to change the course of your life. But it will require you to leave where you 